No one is going to listen to this, guys. Guys, no one is going to listen to this. I don't even want to hear People it. People are going to shut this off. Like, fucking three minutes in. I have no idea why we're even doing this. It's a, it, it is going to be a 22-minute episode, I'm sure, by the time we're done with the edit. All this is is the worst thing I've said and then the worst thing four other people I know have said. That's all this is. Awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema in an effort to find the worst one, which we may have just done. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thank you, sir. And sitting 989 miles to my right, doubtless in frisbeeing distance from a pizza place better than any Chicago has to offer, is my bad friend Eli <laughs> Bosnick. What the fuck? Eli, fuck you for making me watch this movie, bro. Just, <laughs> just deeply for the rest of our lives, you will never repay me for this shit. That was for Adnan. <laughs> that was for not liking Star Wars, I guess. And of course, you've already heard him, but sitting 11 degrees of longitude to my north are our special guest masochists, Tom and Cecil of the Cognitive Dissonance Podcast. Tom, Cecil, welcome to the show. Home of the best pizza in the world, Chicago, by the way. Best oh, pizza yeah. in the right world. Have you ever said, man, I want to try and fit an entire lasagna in my mouth and <laughs> head on down to Chicago? <laughs> it's like a soup made out of pizza. Well, here's, the, here's the thing. I met you. I've never met you, but I guarantee you can fit an entire fucking lasagna in your mouth. <laughs> That's not fair. You've been on XNXX.com. Everyone, everyone who's Googled my name knows what I can fit in my mouth. Here's, here's the thing. I don't even understand a world where fitting an entire lasagna into your mouth is a bad thing. <laughs> like, can we can we use insults, please? We're friends here. Yeah, guys. Can we get it roasting in here? Come on, come on. Now that's how I choose my girlfriends. So, uh, exactly. I, I, when do I we have... get to fuck a secular student? <laughs> we should get. We should collectively get to fuck one secular. Student. I mean, twelve grand in two hours. Grand. Are you kidding yeah. me? That's I, a lot of money. I wouldn't have even raised money. I misread it. I thought it was the sexier student alliance. <laughs> Exactly. When I was in college, you got to have sex with an atheist girl for enough pizza. We should get to have sex with every secular student, male, female, whatever. Right. Just like right. uh, just diving our way through Poon for, for the for, next year until next year. For that you know, amount normally, of money. Normally, when the intro gets this derailed, I try to get back on track. But considering the movie we've got ahead of us, I'm, I'm just so hesitant to say anything. Uh, so, but before we get to talking to that, we gotta, you know, tell them what we're talking about. So, Heath, what are we gonna be watching today? All right, we watched a movie called "Loving the Bad Man." Yes, we did. It starts out as your your typical romantic comedy about a woman who's not a sexual assault victim. But then her status on that changes, and uh, get an interesting, uh, get an interesting moral commentary on that issue. So um, I don't want to spoil it, so I won't say whether the movie lands on the pro-rapist or anti-rapist side. But the movie takes one of those two stances. Takes one of those two stances. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but honestly, Eli, I'm surprised you're even able to find this one. Generally, you don't even hear about these movies about like two thirds of the time. So yeah, exactly. Oh. Actually, according to the Department of Justice, you hear about this only one out of fifty-two times. So I just want to be sorry. I was just reading some emails I got from the Cogdis on. Um, 
Oh. <laughs> they so, Eli, home? tell us, how bad was this movie, dude? This movie was like someone from The Purge finished raping and murdering a family, but then he grabbed their camcorder and made a movie to prove that what he had done was okay. That's the only way to... If everyone at this movie, in this movie, was at knife point and got raped in between tanks, it makes sense. But because I'm assuming they didn't, I didn't hear anything like that happening to Stephen Baldwin in the news. So... That's because oh, his God. fucking face was too fucking puffy. He didn't, they couldn't recognize the guy. The guy had clearly gone into anaphylactic shock moments before filming. <laughs> it's like he got stung by a hundred bees. My friend, Immediately. I just got stung by bees. Perhaps I should go to the hospital. No, Steve, you're fine. We're going to draw other eights on your face. Don't worry. We'll just draw some more we'll eights on your face. We'll just cover it up. What the fuck was with the... Wait, we got I know. I know we're way ahead of ourselves and I don't even care at all but what is with the eights i looked up the eights is oh, there a thing that's actually idiots? um yeah i don't want to get into why i know this but that's actually stands <laughs> for um heil hitler eight being the eighth letter of the alphabet like h yeah heil hitler i was convinced he was just a des bryant fan Dude, that's they look so like- much worse <laughs> they look like shitty padlocks or like kettlebells or something they were like the fucking weirdest dumpy sided eights and they were like he looked fucking crazy as hell in that movie. And he's like walking around trying to be a, 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 you know, like a mob leader in the prison or what have you. I thought it was yeah, an infinity uh-huh. sign and that represented how many calories he got each meal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have had the bread bowls from Domino's Pizza, but I've eaten four during this sentence. And let me tell you, I've earned these infinity signs on my face. <laughs> You guys ever see Usual Suspects? I was the worst. I was thin. I was thin. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Yeah, no. Boy, has he fallen far. Well, obviously, we're all chomping at the bit to get this over with, so we're going to pause for a quick break, but when we come back, we'll break down all the disturbing assertions that are loving the bad man. Motherhood. Is there anything more rewarding? But with the dating scene what it is nowadays, it's hard to meet the right person. Tinder hookups? No, thank you. Okay, Cupid? More like okay, stupid. That's why there's a new app for Christian women who think cum is magic. Raper. I always had problems meeting the right girl. But thanks to Raper, I've experienced the miracle of fatherhood without all the hassle. Hey, hey, I said the visiting hours are over. I'm making a commercial. God. Thanks, Raper. Raper. Because if all you are is a baby factory, who the fuck cares who starts the production line? And we're back for the breakdown. And I want to say this is one of those movies... Where you can tell how bad it's going to be even before you get through the production logos. Like, by then, we had already gotten bad graphics and racism. Yeah, yeah. they had, like, the Redskins logo. Yeah, and, and, and the drums in the back. <laughs> I forgot about that. I gotta say, the first thing I wrote down, how do you start a rape movie? And the answer is however you want. However right, it doesn't you matter. Want. Cartoon skateboarder logo. That's right. how you start it off. Oh, I'll tell you how you start it. You start it exactly like a fucking team comedy. I was like, oh, no, I accidentally clicked on 10 things I hate about you. No, you didn't. Summer, fresh grass, and rape. That's what this movie's going to start with. It's 10 <laughs> things I raped about you. Oh, there you go. It's only so many holes. And again, this movie begins with wacky dad antics. Yes. I know. This it movie totally about does. rape is 
him being like, the sprinklers are There's about to, in 17 minutes, there's going to be a sexual assault. But this movie wants us to be like, well, that dad is just never going to get his lawn wet. Get her. the only thing that doesn't get wet? Throughout the entire movie, they keep doing that shit. They keep having these, like, just horribly, and there's no, there's no appropriate comic moments in the rape movie, but they find the worst fucking spots for him and just go, hey guys, remember this wacky dude? Remember him from exactly. earlier? Kramer they flies might as well in. have introduced yeah. Scooby in the gang to the movie. <laughs> That's how inappropriate the comedy And is I would have got away with that rape if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's the- Instead of pulling the mask off, it's a rubber. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Let's see whose dick is under here. Wow. It was old man Jenkins. <laughs> I've seen that one. I got that one bookmarked. I've got that the video. Old, the old man yeah. Jenkins one. I like that. Yeah, exactly. That's my Tumblr, guys. Old man Jenkins day. <laughs> Chucks fucks that teen. I love that one. That's good. That's why the van and the mystery machine has no windows. You know? And it's, I'll tell you this. It's a lot of things, but it ain't a mystery. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I let, I let Scoop get in a couple of rounds. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying Daphne looks scared. Yeah. Right? <laughs> she doesn't look like she wants to be there. <laughs> Velma, on the other hand, Velma's into that shit. Oh, we should have just done a Scooby-Doo episode. You guys want to do this again, but just do a Scooby-Doo episode instead? Yeah, well, everybody in this fucking movie, too. Can we talk about fucking how everybody is goddamn sweaty? Like, every single oh, human everybody. in this movie is everybody. fucking sweaty. Even the fucking baby is sweaty. <laughs> like, it's like they're from some fucking hell, hell like, godforsaken hellhole, like Georgia or something. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah, just get crazy. About it. Yeah. This movie is shot like, so the camera looks like and the actors look like it was shot in a sauna. Yeah, like their lenses on, like their cameraman fainted. And exactly. like, it's fine. The take, no, uh, like their cameraman just, is uh, in the process of fainting yeah. as he's filming. Oh, Jesus! God. Could, I, I was five minutes into this movie. I'm like, I'm gonna buy that motherfucker a tripod and de- hand deliver <laughs> it to him. You and what. then ten minutes in, I'm like, I'm gonna beat him to death with it when I get there. That's what it is. I'm gonna buy a tripod and just beat him to death and leave it cleaved between his fucking skull at the crime scene, so they'll know exactly why I did and it. And every Ooh. single goddamn image is so flat. There's no depth in this movie no. at all. It's like filmed with like a handy cam. I feel yes. like that's an analogy for the whole movie, well, though. There's no uh, depth in this whole film. There right. was a little depth in the rape scene, though. Oh! <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know, he's a, a small little, guy. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So, <laughs> only a little. She's Christian. <laughs> so... Now, you're a secular right student, and I, I, I hate to <laughs> hey, hey, it, yeah. but that's a nice You need to deep... repel into there, you know? <laughs> Damn, you got a big pussy. Damn, you got a big pussy. <laughs> Wow. And we're not even through the first scene, guys. We're not even really to the first scene here. Brother, so. I am through with the first scene. <laughs> yeah, right. This movie's not as funny as we're making it out to be. No! <laughs> just, I just want to throw it out there. It starts with wacky comedy where we meet uh, the dad and the daughter, Julie, who is smoking fucking hot. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's hard to ignore. I liked uh, Eli's subtitle on the notes on this one was um, episode 19, trying not to jerk off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. But, ha- hold on, hold on. Hold on. I didn't yeah. have a hard time masturbating to this movie at all. And, that's, and, it, and then I watched this with I watched this with my wife. So it's like, <laughs> oh no, my no, subtitle no. was trying not to jerk yeah, off, exactly. not trying to jerk off, my friend. <laughs> trying not to jerk off, letting the raw shaved bit of flesh that used to be my penis alone for a moment, so I could type a note so that I could do this show. She is only hot in like that bland cardigan way. That means you're not actually getting laid, though. You. Know what I'm I mean? Just off right now. She's hot. <laughs> she's, 
You she's got the cardigan and I can't. She's she's like she's like fucking uh, Blair from that old like fucking what was that that Facts show? Of Facts of life. Facts of life. She's like Blair. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as I see so, like a, a young girl who should be spoken hot and she's wearing a cardigan, I'm like, oh, you're already dressing like you're my grandma. Yeah, right. Uh, right. I'll still finish. Yeah, she was a grandma waiting to happen throughout this movie. So. So then we go inside uh, f- from the sprinkler accident where we meet the whole family here. They're sitting down to, to Kuro Kobayashi's breakfast, apparently. Uh, they've got a goddamn half gallon of milk sitting there and a pitcher of milk. What? Every meal what? in this thing <laughs> is like huge. a repast for a king. The yeah, fucking exactly. salad bowl was as large as my condo. <laughs> right? <laughs> They have the fucking co- the same food guy as Game of Thrones. Apparently, <laughs> and I gotta say, I Bring could me a spend whole an goose. hour. <laughs> I could spend an hour on each individual character at this table. Holy fucking oh, shit! Yeah. Okay, the the person who really caught me is the Mexican brother. Yes, he's clearly clearly not the same dad. <laughs> if we had seen a fucking he's shot a of him climbing too. over a fence into their living room. <laughs> I would have been less, he would be less Mexican. It would have been awesome if the, awesome if the dad deported him in the middle of the movie. <laughs> he's, he's clearly an irrational, angry man. Like, you get a guy, the dad is just fucking furious the whole time. He's like, fucking sprinklers, I can't fix your car, my son's got a job to a day. He's so mad. He's like fucking angry dad from The Simpsons. It's uh, like, outrageous. <laughs> and also, it, was it just me or did mom look like she was, like raped into being in this movie. Oh, oh no, no question. The <laughs> Taliban has made videos with more willing participants. <laughs> They're treating me very well here on the set of <laughs> Loving the Bad Man. <laughs> Unlike how they treat American soldiers in the serial today's newspaper. This is for real. Exactly. Um, and of course, now we have to go meet uh, the. I don't even know where you would place antagonists and protagonists in this movie. So we're just going to say the rapist. Sure. Um, Who's and- not necessarily the antagonist in this movie. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. The abusive, physically abusive sexual assault perpetrator is kind of the, I don't know. Spoiler uh, alert, but yeah. 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 It's not. So and <laughs> we learn very quickly he's on the, he, he comes from the wrong side of the tracks. And the way we know this is that he's a mechanic. Yeah, Has well, there ever been a mechanic work. in a movie that isn't, oh, is that it? Is that yeah, it? When you're bad, you don't dis- mind getting Look, dirty? here's the thing. If you've got dirt under your fingernails, you're probably a rapist. That's all that means. <laughs> like, if, in the movies, you're just, like, walking around. You're like, yeah, I got these callousy, fucking dirty hands. It's like, oh, you can play the mechanic rapist. Okay, yeah. go yeah, over there. Right, you're right. in the mechanic rapist line. Go in the line. It's just a bunch of guys over there. Fix something while you're waiting. Also, he works at a yelling garage. Because <laughs> Hey man, you need to fix that. Oh fuck you! I'll fix it with my fucking mother. I wanted so badly for them to cut to the front, and some woman's like, "You need to fix my fucking tires." That'll be twenty three ninety nine. Fantastic! Can I give you a five star help review? You fucking better. And then, and then he punches that bitch right in the face. Just yeah. Pull. <laughs> that that guy admittedly has a unique managerial technique. I will admit that. <laughs> Because the dude, the dude, like the fucking rapist dude, is actually quite calm in the beginning. He's like, he's like, the fucking parts came late. The guy just like, I don't fucking care. You stole all my tools. I hate your family. And it's like, what is happening? Why is he's he getting playing it like the wrestler who's like talking shit in the pre fucking show about the other wrestler? You hear me now, brother? WrestleMania, Nassau Coliseum, August third. So now we got to cut over to Juliet work at her uh, uh, cashier job and. 
we see immediately she's wearing a giant got Jesus button at work. Right, and this is the first of many times in this movie that I thought to myself, well, if someone in this movie is going to get raped, the person with the God Jesus button, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I don't necessarily want any one person to get raped or anything, but yeah, if it's got to be some, oh my God. So yeah, this woman, by the way, throughout the movie cannot speak eight words without like proselytizing, even to the Christians in this movie. Right. Ridiculous. As a matter of fact, we see that right away because we see a, a kid is stealing some Pop-Tarts and the boss is... <laughs> Physically assaulting him? I know why he's right. just shaking the shit out of him. Pop-Tarts? I can't give Pop-Tarts away oh, to people. Right. <laughs> he fucking stabs him in the neck with a fucking box cutter and he's like, right. Tommy, I'm gonna wear you like a suit. He's gonna string that kid up. He's gonna like draw and quarter him. He's called right. him a little turd at one point. Right. They use turd like a hundred times. They use turd. I was going to count it at the end. I was like, man, I want to go back and watch this, but I'd rather be raped. But I, I thought they use turd so many times because they won't swear because it's a fucking Right, that's Christian the movie, dirtiest right? thing they can say. So exactly. it's like, you're thinking turd. And see, so I thought the same thing. The kid's stealing Pop-Tarts. I'm like, what's he stealing? Poverty strudel. What the fuck is this? Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. But Julie, Julie steps in and tells him that she said he could do it. On the condition that he joins her religion. Yeah, no kidding. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. She's like, okay, but you have to go to church with me tomorrow. Like, what? And he's like, I have to ask my parents, stranger. And she's like, well, if your mom says yes, you have to join my religion, okay? And the kid's like, I don't understand this. And she's like, I know, that's how we get you. <laughs> and that's actually pretty great because that's how prison works too, right? It's like, oh, you weren't religious? Welcome to prison. Now you're Christian. Okay, fine. Yeah. You're rehabilitated. You're out. It's oh, you're a black guy. No, you're going to be Muslim. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we, get them, we get them switched. So now we cut back oh, over God. to uh, Mike the Rapist, the pre-rapist, I should say. Pre-rapist? He's a pre-rapist up to this pre -rapist moment. pre-rapist powder? Before. No, but he's all yeah. hopped up on pre-rapist powder. <laughs> But he's not going to be a pre-physical assaultist for much longer. <laughs> because the first real action that we see this character that we're supposed to sympathize with throughout this movie take is to call his boss out into the office and beat the living fuck out of him like eight feet away from a 10-year-old kid. I, right. I love that the, the dad, the kid's like... What's going on out there? Like, oh, I probably just get in my car. It's clearly the sounds of fists pounding on. Oh, please! I am being assaulted. What's happening, Dad? I don't know. They're just working on some salt. Uh, probably like the differential or something. I don't know car words, son. I don't car words. Also, I want to point out he is covered in grease, like he murdered a character from Cars. Yeah. <laughs> That's. This character, I know so well out. mechanics. I have four mechanics in my family, and they never come home from work in blackface. <laughs> what were you doing? Well, I changed the oil by rubbing they up against Yale. it real slow. <laughs> I use it as a personal lubricant as well. It's good for so many uses. You wouldn't believe how much friction this shit can stand. Julie's a lucky girl. <laughs> Wouldn't have been a rape if he hadn't slipped so easily in. <laughs> God. Click. I'm turning this off. Right. I don't want to be associated with this episode anymore. I'll be outside having a smoke. Yeah. So this dude looks like he got gang raped by an angry mob of chimney sweeps. And yeah. Like, <laughs> chim chimney. Chim <laughs> rape, rapity, rape, rapity, rape, raping you. Uh, you got to do it more threatening. Chim chimney, chim chimney. <laughs> Yeah, you have to have some electric guitar in the background. Down, Because bad people are on camera now. Um, and speaking of people whose physical appearances we can make fun of, we also meet Cole. 
Cole looks like the husband in every big black cock cuckold porn you've ever watched. <laughs> That's what Cole looks like in this movie. I just want you to picture someone watching their wife get fucked. That's Cole. You just pictured Cole. Isn't yeah, that fun? Even more than that, he's just like at the end, he's meekly like, okay, good, good job. Good, good job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> this is a guy who could not successfully microwave a burrito. Did, ever, did everyone have I mean, fun? it literally, I, I watched him and I was, I was fucking texting with a friend of mine that I, I convinced through, I think magic to watch this with me. And I was like, oh, here comes friend zone. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, that's right. it. It's like fucking right. bro walks in. It's like, you couldn't fuck that guy. That guy couldn't fuck anybody. That guy's so fucking no. mouseish. Yeah. That guy, his fucking hand would say no. Right. He's going to be like, uh, well, maybe we could just like Netflix without the chill, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, I understand. I bought you flowers. You're the best friend in the world. <laughs> All right, right hand. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, and it also doesn't help that he looks like they gave the guy from Mask most of a face transplant. <laughs> His eyes don't line Jesus up or anything. Christ. It's so. <laughs> His so it's now this didn't line up though. No, Noah's right though. He's right. No, it was just like one was a little high, one was a little yeah. low. So the guy just looked off as fuck to me constantly. He looks like the only male survivor of an acid attack. He looked like he's no. already had a kid. <laughs> yeah, I thought I wanted to fight that guy. I was watching this. I'm like, can I just get in and just fight him? Just for no reason. He just looks fun to hit. Yeah. <laughs> He looks like Carrot Top raped the Wendy's girl. (laughs) 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 And of course she decided to have the baby and fall in love with her. (laughs) (laughs) And her way of saying no as she's not interested, by the way, is burying our nose in the Bible. There would be no more effective way for me to just, okay, never mind. (laughs) You can put your nose where you want to put your fucking nose. That's not what I'm looking to hit. (laughs) Uh, and then she gives him the silent treatment. She ices him out. And he's like, so you want to go out? I've got my penis got stuck in my zipper, but I'm afraid to undo it because I might get devil's touch. So she's like, yeah, I'm not going out with you. And then she just gives him the fucking silent treatment. And he's like, well, I'm going to go lower myself onto this burrito. <laughs> it's warmed up just the way I like it. <laughs> Think about my pastor from youth camp. <laughs> So now we go to uh, the bad bar. Oh, I know. The bad bar okay, where nobody, hold on, hold on. nobody can afford a whole shirt. Hold on, no. <laughs> I got something to say about the bad bar because when you walk into the bar, bad bar at one point, the fucking bad bar has a Coke horse in it, right? Know, yes. At one end of the bar. Some wannabe bikers at the other end. There's a guy who's either beat or drunk into unconsciousness <laughs> on one of the fucking pool tables in there. And then there's a dude at the bar reading a Kindle. I know. Like, yes. Oh, what the fuck is a guy in there reading a Kindle? And the only way I can reconcile that guy in the pool table like fucking completely either unconscious or in in this case i think he probably had a conversation with the tablet guy and died of boredom that's what i think happened well the barkeep keeps walking around checking for pulses like that's all he does like these people these people are fucking overserved in a way that's fucking illegal everywhere but indiana right and like and he walks over and he's just like their fucking arms are floppy their faces are down he's just like uh, you need another drink? Can I? Yeah, but he's super polite. He's super duper polite behind that bar. He's clearly serving fucking methanol. Hold on. He's the rape facilitator. He's the one who puts this together. He puts E connects A and B. I'm not sure he did that intentionally. I hope he did. Because he was real sure, polite sure. about it. Yeah. I mean, he really was. He's like, you should go. And then that guy that tries to decline, he's like, yeah, I don't want to. 
do free work because I'm off work. And he's like, fucking just do it. <laughs> well, wait, wait <laughs> right. there's a scene before she comes in where, mm-hmm. um, he is almost in a fight with a guy. Oh yeah. The guy, the guy goes, um, you're walking a thin line, man. You're walking a thin line, <laughs> but he's not doing anything. He's just sitting at the bar. I, I was, I, I was expecting him to go like, I'm wanted in 12 systems. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. This scene. And then, and we're contrasting that because we keep cutting back and forth between that and, um, and the girl driving through uh, down in the bad neighborhood in her car, singing Christian music to her radio. Yeah, Anna, my fiance, got forty minutes into this movie, and she turned to me and goes, "This is a weird music video." <laughs> <laughs> I was counting. I I tweeted. I tweeted how many mu- music montages there were. There were six music yep. montages. Oh, six yeah. music yeah. montages every and fifteen. If you're minutes. ever thinking, yep. "Hey, will any of the Christian songs that are in these montages have anything to do with the action on screen?" Nope. Never. <laughs> They're selected seemingly at random. The, yeah. the Christian music that was selected for this movie was selected. It's like, well, we only have like seven songs, so yeah, right. use them all. Just whatever. Shuffle. This right. is the whatever order it's on my playlist. Next on Christian Pandora, exactly. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> God, please don't say there's a Christian Pandora. Dude, the oh, soundtrack there is, yeah. was a You shuffle. just enter, I just got raped into Pandora, and these are the seven songs <laughs> that show up over and over again. And Co- Bill Cosby himself. Although it does beg the question, like... What would your rape soundtrack sound like? You know, I mean, like sometimes you got to put a little music together for something like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about going for a long ride tomorrow. I'm going to put together like a long ride soundtrack. Like, oh, I'm going to get <laughs> fucking raped tomorrow and fall in love with a dude in prison that raped me. What does that soundtrack sound like? Blurred lines. It's basically all just blurred lines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just all Robin Thicke. It's just all Robin Thicke. It's, it's just all blurred lines. I'll just play the album start to finish. I yeah. don't give a fuck. It's the subway jingle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so now we get, like, this incredibly insensitive rape scene where, like, we're getting... First of all, we're getting these weird flashbacks to him beating up his boss because they needed to get to feature length, I guess. And, and so he goes out there and he's having these traumatic PTSD, I kick somebody's ass flashbacks, I guess, which is what triggered the rape. No, I think I think what triggered the rape is he knew he was going to be put in the friend zone because he was already in the auto zone, and he wanted to make sure. Maybe that auto zone's a local thing. No, well, see, I wrote, well it seems zone, like he's zone, just going to change her tire and leave, and then she offers to tip him, and he's like, uh, that's, I that's have money. The, that's what I'm going to rape off. you. And see, this is why I don't tip because someone gets offended and rapes you. Classic. I, I, actually, I actually rape every every waiter I go every <laughs> in every restaurant. Well, you rape the restaurant. You rape the buffet. I'll tell you that, Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> I I, th- I thought the same thing. It's like it's like everything is going kind of okay. Like he's having like weird anger moments, but I don't think he was going to attack her. And then she's like, "Here's like seven dollars," and he's just like, ah, "Rapey." Yeah. Who, right. What is what happened there? Like the, he just broke this guy. Well, I had a moment where I was like. What a weird way to like stage a rape. They must not have talked to any rape victims when they this movie made this movie. And then I was like, well, of course they didn't talk to any rape victims because if they had, that person would have murdered them so that they couldn't <laughs> yes. have made this fucking movie. <laughs> no oh, made, I'm, oh, okay. Here, come here. Just put your head right in the car door and slap. And slap. The after the rape is the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. The yeah. after rape, the after rape is my favorite scene of the whole movie. The swiftest justice in the world. No, no, it's it's the scene. It's the scene where so after the rape happens, there's this sort of flashback to black and white. They keep going black and white, and then back to I guess it's like he's turning into a velociraptor, and then on a velociraptor or whatever, you know, black. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they finally show. Uh, 
the next morning, oh, dad fuck. is in there. He's just, oh. he's worried about his sprinkler system or whatever the <laughs> fuck he's worried about. And then he looks outside and her, and the daughter's car is there. So he comes in to try to find the daughter, but he can't find the daughter. And then everybody's freaking the fuck out, like running around, freaking out. And he goes out to the car <laughs> and he walks up to the car that the, like, the car is out on the lawn. Okay. The car <laughs> yeah. is not in the driveway. It's the on car the might fucking as well lawn. Be parked in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he walks out and he goes up to the car and he's like, and it's a fucking abandoned car on the lawn and he pulls a giant fucking knife from the yes. car and he asked his wife he's like is, is this hers it would have been better if he would have pulled out like her panties and a bloody uterus and like, is, is this hers did she leave with this yesterday Margaret when she went to her fucking Christian band camp did she leave with this bloody uterus in her bag <laughs> So the dad yells, call 911, and that scene ends, and then we get her waking up in sepia world, which is where trauma happens. Right. <laughs> exactly. Trauma. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, CSI rape, rape CSI music montage at this point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I will yeah. say, rape happens in sepia because rape is always a little brown. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wow. That's All right. Not. So, oh, I wanted it to be quiet forever. <laughs> Just seven. No, I will give you all the money in the world for seven minutes of silence. Just take all the silence where we're listening and just like. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was that was great. Uh, no, I, I, have to, I have to point this out. Because before we go into the little post-rape trauma montage, you can hear the dad in the background, and he's going like, I should have checked the tires. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I foreshadowed that, didn't I? Didn't I? (laughs) Well, he turns to his wife, and he goes, I don't need your mindless mothering right now. Right. And it's like, yeah, she needs mothering right now. She just got raped. Everyone in this scene seems like, yeah, don't comfort her too much. It'll make rape (laughs) seem like a bad thing. (laughs) It'll just encourage her to be raped again. (laughs) You know how like a little oh, no. kid falls down and nobody sees and they don't cry? That's what rape's like. A <laughs> <laughs> kid face plants and then it sees you in the room and it's like, Meh. it's like, a... it's like if yeah, if Just, you look at her at all with any kind of like quivering yeah, lip, right? It's yeah, fine. It's fine. It's fine. Burst Pretend it didn't happen. You gotta yeah. pound her on the back so that her cries make a weird noise and that'll get her giggling. That's a, you know. Yeah, right. Kegel it off. Kegel it off. <laughs> So, oh god! So we get uh. this like, and, and this is such a weird. Okay, so this is our second musical montage, and it's such a weird one because it's like the rape kit montage. Yeah, like, why are we That's looking the at this montage where right. she's like riding around with the cops and showing them where the bar is? Like, like, like she can't just tell them the name of the fucking bar. She's got to ride with them. Is this? Oh yeah, you got to ride in there while your your uterus is all bleeding. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like the fucking only because she starts at the hospital, then goes in the police car, and then finishes at the hospital. Right. So clearly, she's still in need of actual medical assistance. But like, no, fuck that. In this town, justice moves fucking strip <laughs> as a motherfucker. We are gonna fucking catch this bitch before you're done bleeding. <laughs> Get in the goddamn car. But there's only one bar on fucking no service road. I don't give a fuck. We're going to rapies together. I want them to keep what I want a scene where they just keep driving by the black guy's house. Are you sure it wasn't there? No, that's not. It was a bar. I mean, maybe. You sure it wasn't a Muslim? No, no. It was at the bar that said ladies night. It was at that bar. I'm going to circle the block again. Ladies night. So they, they come and they arrest him for rape. The mom goes, don't worry, he can't hurt you or anyone else anymore. And I was like, were they afraid he was coming back for more rape? He's not the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) I shall rape your daughter three times before midnight casts the first. He's not a wizard trying to catch a spell. (laughs) 
like fucking rape Pringles. Like, yeah. what's your pot? He's, 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 he's got rape OCD. He's like, I'm sorry, I just oh, gotta Jesus. rape you two more times. This is just a thing. <laughs> I'm the victim here. There's no way I'm gonna be able to go oh, to sleep, no. but I'll fuck you twice more. Oh, Something I've never said. <laughs> oh. No one is going to listen to this, guys. Guys, no one is going to listen to I this. I don't even want to hear People it. People are going to shut this off. Like, fucking three minutes in. I have no idea why we're even doing this. It's a, it, it is going to be a 22-minute episode, I'm sure, by the time we're done with the edit. All this is... Is the worst thing I've said, and then the worst thing four other people I know have said. <laughs> That's all this is. And the, I am, I fucking, I feel like rocking back and forth in the shower, <laughs> like I've been raped. I need to, I need to get fucking brushed off like Silkwood after this. Like they need to fucking get the elephant brushes and the power washer. Just get me clean, guys. This isn't oh close God. to the meanest shit I've ever said. This is like a. <laughs> <horrible>. <laughs> Well, you're a horrible person, all right? What are you, a grease monkey? Hey, 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 hey. That's our word. How many, how many young blonde Jesus Krispies have you raped? Today. Four. So let's move on. We are nowhere near the middle. <laughs> we haven't even got the puffy bald one. Yeah, no, exactly. no one's anywhere. We're at the beginning well, of this actually, movie. All right, so let's, let's move on to where he goes to jail, because this is where we meet Mr. Clean with AIDS. And he's going to be a recurring character. So they put him in the holding cell with this. Mr. Clean with AIDS. I thought it was Michael Stipe, actually. I thought it was fucking crazy eyes. That guy's he, was, like, ah! he was trying to push his own eyes out of his own skull. Yeah, with his right. fucking, I know, dude. He was just by, just by flexing. It was amazing. He was total recalling the whole movie. <laughs> total recalling. He looks like Heath had a little brother with downs. <laughs> Kind of looked like, kind of looked like if Vin Diesel wow. got caught in a war and was held in horrible <laughs> conditions for like Bo Bergdahl length or something like that. Maybe got that's, captured that's as a how Jew. <laughs> yeah, but he's the only guy in the whole movie that could do an entire push-up. <laughs> you watch this whole movie; it's all filmed like half of this movie takes place in a prison from this point on, and nobody in that movie could fucking do a single push-up without having a fucking aneurysm in the middle of you it. You are very wrong because there are several delicious Spanish men who we're going to meet in just a few minutes who are very clearly just off the set of a of a man-on-man porno. So they were like, hey, we guys, we are done using this jail set, but if you want us to hang around, we can hang around. I'll Stand where all they come got on the wall. <laughs> this is very clearly they shared the set with a gay Latin porno, and they were like, "No, guys, hang out, hang out. You can be a character in the movie." Are just show. You don't even have, you don't have to change wardrobe. Yeah, you don't, actually, you don't have to take fine, the cum out of your fine. hair. That's what you people look like to us. <laughs> I kind of thought he was going to get raped, and the movie would be over, and it would just say, "Karma, bitch." That would be it. Even and I would've, Steven. You know what? I would have just been like, great. All right. Good movie. Yeah, that was all right. That was all right. It depends on how long they stayed on the fucking scene. But yeah. But before we can uh, get to that, we got to move back over to the uh, idyllic little white family having a cookout. Um, right. And I want to point out the brother, oh, the Mexican God. brother. Does not own sleeves at no point in this movie. No. Is that guy, he could show up at a funeral and he had to cut the fucking sleeves off his uh, suit jacket or something. Right, with, te- with his own techno boombox. Grandma yeah. was really beautiful. 
Oh, and it's also <laughs> worth noting that Joey is a DJ and dad does not approve. That is the only topic of conversation that dad and Joey ever engage in in this yeah, movie. Know, right? The only thing his family ever talks about. And she got raped 30 minutes ago? Yes. Time makes no fucking sense in this movie. We don't know how much time has passed in this film, but it's not nine months. It's not enough for her to show, so they're still they're like, man, this, this is book the scene is where they find out she's pregnant. So right. it's yeah, yeah, but hold on, hold on. They find out she's pregnant because the doctor calls mom. Right. She's twenty three years right. old. She finds out it'd be like, no, it'd be like if the fucking doctor called you and was like, Tom's got like seven AIDS. Right? <laughs> like, just got all the AIDS. He's got. We didn't even know he could get more than one. He's got like seven. Yeah, he got it from and a secular student. He'd have to call student. me up and be like, yeah, uh, I don't even know why they called me. We're not even close. We're not even fucking close. She's 23 years old. What doctor's like, well, anyway, in a small town in America, we just call mom. Because you live. I mean, what? What is she like? Fucking got Down syndrome? Like she has. <laughs> somebody's got to have. And I'm jerking off she's again. She's like Thanks. a helper house. <laughs> right? Oh, what the fuck? They called mom. They called mom to tell you. I work at the grocery store. <laughs> You can steal those pop tarts if you promise to not be there. I either got raped or I pet a rabbit. I don't even know what. I love I, I that the rape jokes are not going to be the most offensive shit in this, in this episode. I appreciate you guys making sure that we hit all the bases oh, here. The no thing. one who listened to the first 30 seconds of this episode and then kept listening, gets to write me now and be like, I brought the Down Syndrome jokes were very offensive. Oh, this is amazing. I thought the Down Syndrome jokes were super offensive. Glory hole! Yeah. You ever tell a joke and you tell it and you're just like, that broke my heart. That broke I feel like, I feel like I just punched my son in the face and that's how much it hurt. Oh. That's this whole episode. Yeah, no. Oh shit! Oh this god! I want you to look. I want you to oh. look me in my internet eyes. No, I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what it feels like <laughs> to feel anything but good when you say bad things about people. Oh god! All right, so we're at the barbecue. We're at America's worst barbecue. Yeah, like, yeah. We're at the barbecue. I would seriously. I'd rather be at a fucking Jim Jones barbecue. I'd rather be like, where's the fucking Kool Aid? I'd rather watch my loved ones die around me. Oh yeah. Then be at this barbecue. Yeah, little uncomfortable. And she is totally fine, by the way. The daughter, Julie, who has just been raped 75 seconds ago, is like, can you pass the, the, the hot dogs? I just can't get enough of them in my mouth. I don't know. So, I would like a hundred phallic foods. Thanks, Dad! <laughs> no, Dad, while I have the hot dog in my mouth, can you just pour the mustard on my face? <laughs> Well, then they're, they're having this fucking barbecue, and then mom's like, anyway, you're pregnant, and you should probably abort it because Jesus would understand. And then she has a fucking weird temper tantrum, like she had like a regression moment, like she's nine years old. Yeah. yeah. She has a fucking full on temper tantrum, and fucking out of nowhere, friend zone's like, <laughs> friend zone fucking shows up. <laughs> hey, hey, how's your pussy? <laughs> you feeling better now? <laughs> Wait, before uh, we get to friend zone, popping in like fucking norm from cheers we have to talk about everyone treats this like she's talking about getting a nose ring she's like it's my rape baby and i'll keep it if i want to as long as you live under my roof young lady you will kill the child that sits in your womb you will squish that cum devil out of you like i expect him to pick up the phone and go like I, I call Planned Parenthood. I've already got it arranged. They're going to buy the parts, trade me for sprinklers. Yeah, exactly. oh my God. I need this shit. 
Carly Fiorini is peeping, peeping over this fence and she's like, eh, they're just, I can see it inside you kicking and screaming. <laughs> Meanwhile, her daughter's dead in the living room. She's like, it's okay. I did good. I did my best and that's all that matters. So the dad's all pissed and he's like, what, are you serious? You're going to keep it? And the daughter's like, it's not an it, dad. It's a baby. You just called it it twice. <laughs> throwing it out there. How do you Well, okay. So now friend zone shows up. Now this is where this scene gets truly bizarre because she, the, the guy sits down that nobody knows but her. She's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. And everybody's like, come in and have bratwurst for with us. So he sits come down here, and she's have like, penis sausage. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's penis sausage and ravioli. That's what we're having. <laughs> so Cole says to her, he's like, how you doing? And she's like, well, you know, I'm raped and pregnant. And they're like, so what are you planning on doing? He's like, well, I'm going to do some missionary work. And they talk about the missionary work. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Before they say that, the brother, yep. she goes, no, Cole. He goes, oh, I heard you were sick. She goes, no, Cole. I'm pregnant. I was raped. And the brother goes, Awkward. I heard that. Oh, I heard that. There dude. is no worse time for that. But that I want a montage. When I get crazy billionaire money, I'm gonna create a montage of like Auschwitz, where the brother just steps in. And he's like awkward. Or like, like ordinary people. The wrong son died. Awkward. Just and every and are we as an audience supposed to laugh at that? Who knows? Because. Cole does not react to that. The proper answer to, hey, Cole, I'm pregnant, I was raped, was, oh, I will leave you alone. But Cole's like, so, bratwurst, huh? What do you marinate these in? Because I cannot just get mine to... I'm going to help myself to a delicious hot dog here. I'm so glad you seized on that because when he yells, awkward, I'm just like, no. Awkward is when you fart and sneeze at the same right. time. <laughs> like it's not like anyway. I showed up to an impromptu fucking picnic. I wasn't even invited to, but I came around the fucking like back right door yeah, uh-huh. for. Yeah, like I'm just like, hey, anyway, I've seen if anyone was going on in your backyard, guys. Anyone been raped recently? <laughs> anyone? Anyone? No. Oh, you, you. Okay, great. Finally, anyway, I've been going wars? up and down the block. I've been all over this neighborhood. No one has been raped. <laughs> Well, so so she gets up and leaves, and then he hangs out and just just like starts you know eating some bratwurst and everything, and then gives him this weird like I just want you guys to know that Julie has a beautiful soul and I fuck her smock in the broom closet and it always smells good. It's like the creepiest fucking stalkeriest. Like the the family would be like, okay, so uh, if you just pause for this restraining order picture, that would be great. Sometimes I just smell her hairbrush. Okay. All right. Anyway. So I was thinking at this point, I got to admit, I have to admit this freely. I thought for sure at this point that the guy who grabbed her at that point, that he didn't rape her, that this guy did. Like I seriously thought there was going to be a twist in Uh this movie. All right. I totally thought there was going to be like a fucking M. Night Shyamalan in this movie. They were like, oh, it wasn't actually that dude who got put in prison. It was this fucking creepy stock boy who fucking <laughs> raped her while she was passed out on her lawn. Here's here's how you can tell in future, for future reference that that's not true. Anybody with that shitty little fucking mustache in these movies, evil 100% of the okay, time. True. Fair enough. If, you, if all you can grow is seven facial hairs <laughs> and you're like, what if I weave them together across... <laughs> You know, this yeah. movie got delayed six months by that guy having to grow that thing first. I, I just wanted to reach out with a Gillette Flex ball every fucking scene he was on the goddamn movie. Just rip that little shit out from his under chin. Yeah. That guy has the mustache of a 16-year-old girl's vagina. <laughs> he reminded me of that in many, many ways. So, uh, so wait, now we get that. Wait, one thing. Before Cole leaves, he goes, anything I can do to give back? And I wanted so badly for the dad to go, can you unrape our crazy dog? 
daughter. <laughs> it would have been great if you like reached under the fucking picnic table and threw him a hanger and said nothing else. You know what to do. <laughs> he just tosses him a bottle of pills. <laughs> Why don't you take her out for a milkshake? Why don't you and Julie go on a date at the top of some stairs? You know what I'm saying, Cole? (laughs) Be a team player. (laughs) Just just hit her in the belly with like a rump roast or something where you work. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg. (laughs) Can we turn this off? I don't ever want this to air. Again, this movie's just, it's not as funny as you're, you're, no. you're, you're, you're thinking based on analysis this. so far. No, no. Keep saying that. Guys, I pay my taxes. I'm a good man. I'm not that good. Your children will good. someday listen to this. There's no way your children won't down the line go, No, oh, I, want to I will stuff Pop knitting Pop needles into the ears of my children before I let them listen to this. They're going to have to have someone sign it to them. <laughs> I will Helen Keller the fuck out of my kids. Oh, Jesus. Faked it. They're going to hear that too. I love it. All right. All right, so now we finally get to Stephen Baldwin, and holy <laughs> shit, he's he's put on a little weight, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the guy from Usual Suspects, born on the Fourth of July, and Sharks of Venice is. In oh my this movie. god, yeah. dude! You know? Sharks of Venice. <laughs> I think his a- acting exercise was when the camera wasn't on, when everyone ran up and was like, "This is a good movie, huh?" And he was like, "It is. It is a good yeah, movie. Yeah. We're all doing <laughs> a really good job. I'm a genius." <laughs> Like, I feel like he was in this movie to prepare for a movie that never got made about a guy who gets tortured. And the, so he was like, I need a hellish Like Dennis fucking Hopper trying to, or what's his name? Dustin Hoffman trying to stay awake for Marathon Man. I feel like he did this movie to, like, get ready for Abu Ghraib the musical or whatever it was. <laughs> I would totally Man, watch that, by Stephen the way. If Stephen Baldwin was not too. happy to be in this movie, there is no better way to tell than the fact that he must have ate his way from one way to the craft <laughs> services table to the other. I am not. <laughs> they just see this. He lays at one end and just opens his mouth and waits Here's for them what I'm to gonna need fucking you to do. drop just tray tilt, after tilt tray of food in it. I need you to take that car jack and put it at one end of that barbecue. And I'm going to need you to keep cranking No matter what you hear from the bottom of the table Do not look You will turn into salt like Lot's wife I want an entire hose full of custard That's what I want I love that you said Acting exercise This guy hasn't exercised in so long What are you kidding me This is a guy who could get winded Stepping over a quarter This is unbelievable this is, he shows up, this fucking, when this guy shows up, first of all, he's clearly the lesser Baldwin. And oh, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. He's the oh, lesser I Baldwin. I mean, like, when you're the lesser of the Baldwins. I think he's dropped below really? Billy at this point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. He, he looks like every shit he takes has blood in it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I love you, bro. I don't remember I eating tomato sauce again. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I have beets? No, I'll never eat a beet. I just eat meat every day. That's it. Oh my god! Uh, he looks like the fat they cut off Marlon Brando when he died. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> like they put it in a cauldron with the blood of his enemy and the oh and the flesh of a servant. And Stephen Baldwin uh, stepped out and was like, "I want to be in a movie about how it's okay to be raped." <laughs> 
when I guess. Well, so. you gave him your Donald Trump voice. That's yeah. awesome. Can you cover me in the number eight? <laughs> so, for some fucking reason. Now, we also meet two other key characters here. We meet Manny, who clearly is just one of the holdovers from the Latino gay porn. Yeah, uh, yeah Alex yeah. Rodriguez right. on less steroids. Yes, that's, I refer that's to him. him as Puss in Boots turned into a human. <laughs> <laughs> so... Now, when we actually meet this character, Cecil, who is just like, you know, fat Morgan Freeman or whatever. <laughs> he's the budget Morgan yeah, exactly. Freeman. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's the Diet yeah. Mountain Dew of James Earl Jones. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, when you drink Mountain Dew, do you not shit yourself right away? Well, then try Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so mean. Every movie like this has to have a wise old black man. Who's usually the they're magical, wearing the prison too. uniform. Yeah. I'm just super happy that you guys didn't make me watch a movie where the rapist was Cecil. <laughs> That's all. I'm Not just, yet. <laughs> Not yet. Just super. The night is young, that. bitch. The fucking the the guy, the 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 wise old black sage is is Cecil, and I'm happy about yeah. that. That's, yeah, that at the very least, yeah, you're playing off time. his buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the way we meet these guys is that Manny's giving uh, uh, Mike this uh, the new guy. I'm gonna beat him up, shit. And the old black guy comes to his defense, which I believe makes Mike Cecil's bitch. Isn't that how it works? Right. That's, that's how, how it works. That's the suck right. his dick now, right? Right. Right. That's how <laughs> I thought it worked, and we never got to that. Well, I want to point out all the dialogue between Mike and and Manny is the beginning of gay porn. Like, yes. Hey man, if you're gonna be in this prison, you're gonna have to earn your way. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I know how it works. I love too, like, like this guy gains street cred in the prison by being uh, protected by the black dude. Like, like fucking so three hundred year old black guy, the fucking Methuselah of the prison. <laughs> it's like. Hey, can we just not beat him up? Like, oh yeah, yeah. See how fucking hard I am. And then now Black everybody, yeah, cool. respects him and likes him or whatever. I right. guess you give major right. credit That's- for being defended by a tiny old man who looked like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> you look like Black Colonel Sanders, so I respect you. Because Black Colonel Sanders doesn't love every. He looks like a rotting bubble of you. Aunt Jemima, so I suspect you, man. You're good. <laughs> and I wrote my notes here. Aw, Michael's having trouble fitting in at jail for rape. <laughs> because he raped someone. There's so many moments in this movie where we're supposed to go, Aw, poor Michael, the rapist. Poor rapist. The yeah, rapist. exactly. Right. Right. One. Right. <laughs> Man, he's having such a hard day. <laughs> so now we, we cut back over to Julie, who's chatting with mom about the plot. And uh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> that, is that is so true. They oh. do a little wrap-up there. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's time for exposition, mom. Right, right. You haven't seen us since we had the baby. So we learned that the baby's name is Arthur. And that's what they call him. They don't call him Artie or anything. They call the baby Arthur. My wife said, my wife said at that point, she's like, you named her baby Arthur? Now he's really fucked. Right? <laughs> already got all these rapist genes. And I love this bit, too, because they're talking about you. Know, rapist genes? She says, like, D- Dad, do you... It's hard to find those in size newborns. <laughs> So, but no, I, I gotta go for this. I'll go back for this line here. Rapist jeans are usually a tight fit. <laughs> oh no! Oh, God. No, I like to keep them loose. Yeah. But the um, but the Mine scene here, the mom says, like, <laughs> does Dad really love the baby? He thinks I'm throwing away my life. And I'm thinking, before this, you were a fucking 23 year old part time cashier at a grocery store that lived with her parents <laughs> and isn't getting it. What is there to ruin? <laughs> <laughs> Your stellar career at the Safeway is in danger now. Now I'll never go to community college. 
seriously, Mom, I was like eight years away from assistant manager at that grocery store. The well, that's so the funny limit. because, dude, there's a scene where the guy's like, you would have made manager. And she's like, well, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know that I have all that business sense. Well, Whoa, I don't think I hang could be on the a president minute. or the manager of a grocery store. <laughs> so her mom, her mom replies to this by saying, no, 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 you're so strong not to have an abortion. Almost too strong. And I was like, yes, she has super strength. Jessica Jones, I'm into this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is where she asks mom, uh, do you think dad, Loves my rape baby, mm-hmm. and <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, I think he likes spending time, time with, with your rape baby. I don't, uh, it's I not the baby; it's him. Yeah, he's just in a really hard place right now after his last baby uh, got raped. So just another oh, rape because oh, he doesn't want to get too close to uh, this one. I don't want to say he likes him. He likes doesn't him. like labels. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, now, yeah, we totally watched a movie where the protagonist is a rapist. Right. I don't feel good about any of this. <laughs> Jesus. Of course, it's been ten minutes since the last musical montage, so we're gonna need, we need another, another one of those. Yeah, we need right. another. Yeah. And this is Let's the it... momming is difficult montage. Right. Oh, it's yeah. so right. hard yeah. to be a mother. You gotta roll your neck a lot. <laughs> if the baby cries, you gotta bounce it up and down because you got yourself raped. It's Jesus rape, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the movie, though, because she, how she solves rape depression is scrapbooking. Yes, <laughs> scrapbook. She fucking scrapbooks for Jesus, and they totally missed a moment here, right? So she goes and she fucking looks for like two hours through a two thousand year old book to find quotes to convince herself that she fucking deserved fucking rape or whatever the fuck <laughs> it was that she was looking for, and she shuts the light off, and it's four sixteen and not three sixteen. They fucked it up. I can yeah. do a fucking better job than these guys. And I fucking I didn't even read the fucking Bible, and I can do a better job. I wanted job so than badly for the dad to turn the pages of the scrapbook, and there's just like bloody panties in there, and <laughs> the hunting knife from the car is in there, oh, exactly, with little like it's cartoon uh oh next to it, <laughs> the part of the coat hanger that didn't work. Yeah. yeah. With like and like fucking like so you have the like finding Jesus in your desk drawer moment, mm-hmm. and then dad comes and is like. Well, let me just look through your shit, and it's like she's a twenty-three-year-old girl. You're gonna find a personal massager. You are not interested <laughs> in finding, bro. Like, I don't know, man. There comes an age where you don't root through fucking desk drawers anymore. Tony, I have a question about this Sibian here. Is this some kind of neck massager? How come it looks like a- <laughs> it says Hitachi? I don't know. It's a magic. Are you into horseback riding now? <laughs> Oh my She's God. paying Cole so to yell shut up at her while she rides uh, in. Why, why is there a webcam in here? I don't understand what's happening. And, uh, by the way, the, the quote she found from the Bible at this point that she scrapbooked was from... Oh, God, uh, please tell me. It was 1 Corinthians, mm-hmm. where, uh, as we all know, it says, uh, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it isn't always consensual. There's a lot of important stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't tattle. It's a beautiful, beautiful quote. Oh, my God. If, if you look at that fucking shit, so like if you were actually looking through the Bible for, like... 
information on rape, she would have had a like per shekel price at the end of that. And her fucking, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you owe my dad. Like, yeah, at least I expected whatever. her to show up at the right. prison and be like, all right, Mike. So I did some conversion, and shekel is like sixty bucks. So it's like three thousand dollars, and then you have to marry me unless you want to cut off one of my hands. Because I guess we right, were kind of fighting. I don't know. This book doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I did grab your nuts that one I spoke time. at church once, so yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so so now we get to the moment that we've all been waiting for. This is where she... Okay, so what she was wrestling with apparently that night was her guilt over being angry at her rapist. That's what was keeping her up till 4.16 a.m. I thought it was the crying fucking baby. Well, there was that, too. Oh, okay. But she was having a hard time coping with the baby because she hadn't forgiven her rapist yet. You know how that it, is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's what I yeah, got You actually can't lactate until you forgive your rapist. That's apparently true. not. <laughs> God, I've forgiven so many rapists. <laughs> <laughs> so she so she goes to the prison for this cathartic moment where she brings the baby. Now this is like a three week old baby. You know, she could have brought a fucking picture, but she brings the baby to the prison to meet its rape daddy. Right, <laughs> rape this daddy, this this rape daddy. <laughs> and I just want to say. She got her fucking a baby body back, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. within yeah. There ain't nothing there, man. God, those twenty three year olds can just pop them out. Yeah. God damn, and look fuckable a day later. You know what I mean? Or rapeable, rapeable. or rapeable in this case. Oh, you know, God. Pilates. Well, when we saw the six months later, which was the only moment where we saw that she was pregnant. She she was clearly like that. She had one of those stomach only pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Right, it yeah. wasn't in her face. Or Did you, you guys, you guys else, caught so. that scene at the mirror, though, right? Where right. they yeah. clearly have a body double yes. step in. Yes. <laughs> you practically see the me- Mexican girl run out of shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like not even her shade. You're just yeah. like that's not even you. A stomach only pregnancy. That's actually that's actually fucking puffy Baldwin's stomach that they're showing. In that Steven, can you stand in front of the camera for a second? All right, but when I'm done here, I'm gonna need to lower myself onto a rain of sausages. But what what we need to do is we need you to suck it in a little, just so she looks like she's nine months. What if she had twins? Then I could relax. <laughs> Look, man, this isn't like fucking Kate and eight or whatever. All right, pull it back. Draw, pull it back. Draw another right? eight on my face, and we have a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so they bring they come in and they say mike you've got a visitor who is it we don't know he goes out and it's 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 julie it's the chick that he raped and i so wanted at this point i wanted her to just rip open her shirt slap her tits on the glass and like this is as close as you're gonna get for 10 years and then walk out <laughs> fucking credits could roll i would have been happy don't with this movie forget about me <laughs> <laughs> this is where i wrote down um hello rape victim Hello, Newman. <laughs> that was the tone of this. All of those would have been more appropriate responses than showing up and being like, anyway, here's my smile. Yeah, right. Here's the picture oh of the stylogram. Why don't you seem happy to see me? I brought, I brought you cookies. Oh, they don't let me have those because I'm in prison for raping you. Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. I can't, I can't pass them through the teller door or whatever the fuck you were going to do. Oh. I'm here with cookies and Bibles and babies. Run your rape baby through the metal detector, please. (laughs) Run your rape baby through the metal detector, please. This is awkward for everyone. (laughs) Let's do it. I stuck a file in my baby to get it in there. (laughs) But Mike doesn't take it well. You know, he's not really happy to see a drop dead hot blonde chick coming to visit him in prison. So he's really mad at her for him raping her. Clearly, right? <laughs> He's like, you're the reason I'm in here. It's like, oh, 
No, well, you misinterpreted but, that. No, man. <laughs> I was just thrusting my dick into space, and if you hadn't been there, there's no law against it. Well, there's a little bit of a law because we were in public, but other than that. Right? <laughs> yeah, so so he says, like, uh, he says to Cecil, he's like, do you think it's weird that she came to see me? And Cecil's like, no, nah, not really. I'm like, yes, it's fucking psychotic weird. <laughs> so strange, in fact, that if a person made a movie about it, for example, they should be committed against their will. <laughs> and then he's, he's got that moment where he's like, I don't know, she was so happy, so full of light, so okay with the fact that I raped her. <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> Even Cecil in this movie's like, yeah, man, that's weird. I would. <laughs> I know, right? She's she's gonna poison you with a gom jabbar, man. You gotta step back. <laughs> fucking don't let she's her get in close enough to you. thrust a knife. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Now, we also have to set up at this moment in this really bizarrely awkward scene that there's going to be some kind of gang war between the blacks and the whites or something. Um, this is where we get <laughs> Stephen uh, Baldwin throwing down his Oscar clip. Right. <laughs> and this movie could not be shot out of order more. This movie looks like they just took all the scenes and they like put random in iMovie and they were like, great, that's fine. People will figure it out. Now it's a mystery. You guys saw Memento, right? It's like Memento. Clearly they had two days with Stephen Baldwin. Right. Well, they made it count, Noah. They yeah. made it count. They were what like, look, we have a day and a half until he gets that kid's heart that died in a motorcycle accident. You can have <laughs> the shoots right there's next no to the way, hospital. There's no way we could sustain Stephen more than two days with our craft surface. <laughs> So we have, to, we have to move on. Our budget. He ate our whole budget before we got done interviewing him. We I had no just... idea we were paying by the pound. Holy shit. <laughs> and, and this was another great moment where this movie just really needed profanity because you got these gangsters talking to each other, getting all mad, and they're saying oh, stuff I like, know. until your big retard dropped the box yeah. and got caught. Flip you, buddy. Flip you. You're a turd. <laughs> hey, duty head. I'm going to stab you with a improvised weapon. That is what I am going to do. <laughs> stab you. But now you can tell that Later. Stephen Baldwin is the chief badass because he's monotone and raspy. And he doesn't look at anybody. He never looks at anybody in his, any of his scenes. He never look, He always looks straight forward. Oh, actually, I watched the behind the scenes thing on the DVD, and they, they had a stick on his back with a KFC six-piece <laughs> bucket in front of him just off camera. That's how they kept him on shoot. <laughs> Otherwise, he kept wandering to a nearby Taco Bell, <laughs> chewing his way through the armed guards. <laughs> Carrots to the left and right, so he wouldn't look that way. Yeah, He would turn to left or right with revulsion. I'll take like, oh, 75 God. Mexican pizzas for here. <laughs> Love those. Quick, quick, Baldwin needs the gravy tube. <laughs> Mr. Baldwin, you're crying fire sauce. It's okay. It <laughs> you should see my shit. But he doesn't want to see her because apparently he is not ready to forgive her. I think. <laughs> forgive her. <laughs> I think there's another montage here, actually. I think she, the, her visits are a montage. Yeah, yeah right. But it's but, but a montage in the midst of a conversation <laughs> between these That's other characters. That's a conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Oh, gotcha. It's breaking yeah. new ground. I love it. So, yeah, as near as I can divine, the stakes in this movie appear to be, will the rapist accept her apology? So I guess that's the suspense <laughs> that we're going to have to leave you with as we move on Very to the second true. break. That wins the fucking movie right <laughs> close there. Right? Shot. Close, close it up. Shot. That's it. All right, well, we're, we're at least going to close off the first half, but before we do, I have to give the second half the hard sell here. So, uh, And, yes, I'm sorry, this is only half. 
Oh, my God. Yeah, right, right. Only halfway through my notes anyway. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a lot of rape <laughs> there's a lot apologetics of yet to come. Apologetics still to come. Yeah. <laughs> so, very quickly then, will Mike forgive Julie for raping her? <laughs> will Stephen Baldwin hang himself in the dressing room before they can finish filming? Will the Here's dressing the room's thing. rafters be able to take that? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the numbing conclusion of Loving the Bad Man. If there's anything we've learned in the course of doing this show is that you never reach the worst Christian movie. As much as we may think that the bar cannot go lower, it always manages to, and sometimes by several orders of magnitude. And of course, that means that somewhere out there, there is a significantly worse movie than this one. So in an effort to figure out what could be a more offensive and disturbing concept to build a movie around, Eli Heath and I contacted the folks behind Loving the Bad Man to see what they have in mind for 2016. So without further ado, we present you with your 2016 cinematic lineup. Mushy started reading Mein Kampf out of curiosity, but after a deep and difficult look into his own soul, he realized that Hitler made some pretty good points. After all, Moishi and his people were unusually rodent-like, and they did secretly control the world and start all the wars. Join him in the fall of 2016 along his journey to visit Auschwitz and do the right thing by gassing himself in... Juno. When Pastor Brown's daughter was brutally gang-raped by the lacrosse team, he realized she was ruined and now no one would ever want to marry her. Using the Bible as his guide, he'll stop at nothing to hunt down the boys who did this and get the shackles he's owed. Summer of 2016, 50 Shekels of Grey. Tommy dreamed of playing for Penn State his whole life, but everybody told him he was too small, and also, they don't let 11-year-olds play college football. But when he received an invite to meet the assistant coach in the locker room after practice, he ignores all their naysaying and sets out to pursue his dream in Sandusky Till Dawn. And despite common sense, we're back for more of this fucking movie. And when we last saw our hero, he was a rapist. So fuck this goddamn <laughs> piece of shit. Let's see if they can resolve that. But also now we're uh, we're working at the mechanic shop with Cecil, and uh, you know he's doing a very good job because you know e even if you rape the cars, I guess it's still okay. <laughs> and and uh, Mike, the cars the, uh, wanted it. Mike, the the rapist, he's asking Cecil for advice. He's like, "Hey, old man, you're a you're a wise black prisoner, right? Let me ask you something <laughs> in terms of etiquette." Do you think, I mean, do you think I should ask for a conjugal visit at this point? No, 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 no. It's stupid. It's stupid. I know it's stupid. I'm a rape. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, I love his, his explanation here is, well, is the baby white? Well, it must be yours then. Right. Oh, literally. That so weird. That's literally the conversation. He goes, well, is the baby white? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, must be yours because every time a white person has sex with another white person, the baby's <laughs> white. <laughs> You're the only white person in the world. So is she. Congratulations, Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> that, the best part is that even the lines the actor said next were incredulous as to the stupidity of the right. prior line. The actor was like, the fuck does that even mean? It's like, that's fucking nonsense. And then they just move away from it. Yeah. It's, that's so weird. They're just like, well, who wrote this? I don't know. Some fucking intern. Moving on. He says, demand a blood test. And I wanted so badly for them to flash cut to Maury. You right. are the father. And she's dancing. She's dancing. Demand a blood test. Penetrate her against her will again. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, come on, Tom. Hey, man, I also clean. love clean, that was okay? over the line. <laughs> come on, man. I also oh. love this was the greatest non-cussing moment in the in the movie to me because Cecil says he's, he's explaining like why would she be trying to convince you 
that you're the fucking father if you weren't, since you're a useless piece of shit. And he says, I mean, you ain't even got two turds to rub together. Well, what would why you, would why you would rub you turds that? together? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I heard this. I thought the same thing. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what you hope to get out of that. Stephen Baldwin. right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get a Stephen Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Is you rub out. your two together. Do you want together. Stephen Baldwin's? Because that's how you get Baldwin's. <laughs> so we get well, but look, Baldwin. If, if, if I ever took a shit that you could rub against another shit. Because Noah's never taken a shit. <laughs> no, no, look. I mean, think about it. Just consider the consistency of a turd together. Now, imagine you've got a turd in each hand. Blood. And I'm you're going to... And you're Why do I have to imagine this? I heard you fucking imagine it. You imagine it. Shit in your hand right now on this podcast for us. Or you can do the experiment. It's it's like Schrodinger's cat. It's way more fun if you actually do the experiment. But hold on, Noah. Here's the problem. I could get there, right? I could get. I've got the two turns, but then. There's the whole backstory that my mind starts to come up. Like, wait a minute. What? What Why? tragic series of events has led me to this moment? Because I'm standing here holding two different feces. And I... Because I didn't just wake up this way. But it's like Saw. You wake up and you're like, Why do I have shit in my hand? I want to play a game. Rub those two turns together. I want to play a game with flax. Yeah. If I can't start this forest fire, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so much pre-workout. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, why is there blood in this? <laughs> this is one of these Stephen Baldwin's. Oh, man. You can't hold my shit. It's mostly liquid. It's mostly tomato sauce. That's not tomato sauce. I can see a piece of your colon. Colon. That means it's time to pause and rethink my life choices. This whole movie you can't was hold a good it reason. It comes out by the gallon. That's why. I drank some Kool Aid when I was in middle. Can you shit out cirrhosis? I feel like I just. <laughs> So now we cut back to mom who is, uh, you know, saying, hey, honey, would you like to do something other than visit the rapist guy? Um, but she she wouldn't. She And, and this is also. <laughs> sure you, wanna, you sure you don't want to shake this baby, young lady? <laughs> <laughs> shake, shake, shake the Arthur. And then, <laughs> this time it's it's Julie asking for mom's advice. Hey, mom, um, I think I should ask for a conjugal visit. No, no, no. It's <laughs> He's a rapist. You don't want to face that that kind of rejection yet, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also, mom clearly wants her to fuck Cole, which leads you to kind of wonder why anyone would want anyone to fuck Cole. But that's... (laughs) Not even Cole wants anyone to fuck Cole. No, no. Cole's like, oh, honey, you could do so much better. (laughs) You could could have a rapist, for example. You could could have a guy whose eyes would, like, not bop a level or something. Yeah, that's... uh... Cole hires (laughs) prostitutes to reject him. (laughs) <laughs> I just want you to be like I really think you're a close friend And I don't want to ruin it <laughs> Will you let me take you to the movies And buy you popcorn And then at the end of the night Tell me that you're having a fight with your boyfriend Thanks <laughs> So now we cut to all the prisoners Complimenting on, on raping such a hot chick I guess Oh this is or- the fatty fat scene 
Oh yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is this is the guy who should have been called Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the hairy back oh, who, who yeah. took up three seats. That's the Cecil that should have been called yes, Cecil. Ravioli. I called yeah. him Ravioli in the movie. Right. Fatty Fat the, I, Fatty Fat is the only person in this movie fatter than Stephen Baldwin. Like it was in his rider, he was like, There must be one person <laughs> you gotta in find the movie. one guy. I want to stand next to him for most of my scenes. <laughs> there must there must be comic relief that is fatter than me. <laughs> and, and Fatty Fat is like Lenny from fucking Mice and Men. Mice and Men, yeah. He's like yeah. super excited. He's exactly. like, I don't tell you, man. I wouldn't be raping no girls if I had a girl that looked that good. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I'd rape girls if I had an ugly girlfriend, which is what I know, <laughs> right? But you had such a lovely lady. Man, she's your fiance. And everyone like gathers around, and it's, it's like they're going to do a fucking summer loving musical number. <laughs> <laughs> That is super creepy because they're like, man, you only rape girls that are attractive. I mean, right? That's how you. That's how rape is, right, guys? Right, right. Nobody yes. here understands how it works they at all. Clearly, We're just terrible people. Clearly, they're implying that rape is the thing you do if the girl you're with isn't pretty enough. Yeah, right. that right. seems to be their understanding of how rape. And works. then when they when he finds out that that's the girl he raped, he's like, guys, guys, that's the girl I raped. Everyone's like, oh. Party foul. Awkward. <laughs> High five, bro. <laughs> and then we get the evil Stephen Baldwin music. Uh, now, Brother Tyler, who was the uh, Mr. Clean with AIDS that we met when uh, uh, Mike was in the um, uh, the holding cell here, and he is like Stephen Baldwin's number two guy. He calls him his chief recruiter or whatever. Alternate universe Heath Enright. Yeah. <laughs> After I already called him Mr. Clean with AIDS. So I don't know what that says about you, Heath. But uh, at any rate, so clearly. I'm not that clean. <laughs> nice. I don't maintain eye contact for that long. Right. <laughs> this guy I fucks everyone he's on camera with. It's it's ridiculous. But now he wants to take action against the black guys that didn't pay for the thing or whatever that we were talking about <laughs> earlier. You're never really sure exactly what happened. No, there, right? It's just like thirty percent of a thing is a thing. No, because they can't mention drugs or or gay sex <laughs> or any or cuss or anything. So yeah, there's just sort of some vague like. You know, we had a deal and you didn't honor it kind of a thing that's go that's that's behind all of this. I guess it doesn't fucking matter like apparently. Like one of the black guys gang was making Steven a wedding cake and it fell out of his hands. <laughs> that's what we have that's what we have from Canon is like he was like, Oh no The fondant and Steven was like, Kill them all You dropped Steven's wedding lunch wedding cake, you'd go down. I'll stab you with a magical shiv that instantly kills you. And then we have to revisit the ginger stalker. So Julie goes to the grocery store and runs into Cole, who has apparently gotten a big promotion. And because the manager who wasn't Christian had a stroke from not being Christian. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> they were like, well, he was just too stressed out. Unlike us Christians. Am I right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> too stressed out from managing a grocery store. Wait a minute. Well, you got a fucking, oh, wait, is it? First in, first out, or first out, first in. I don't remember. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. All the milk spoiled. Ah, aneurysm. What? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? It's managing a grocery store. It's a high-pressure job. You got little Tyler stealing Pop-Tarts. You got your assistant manager getting raped every time. Fucking driving into the middle of nowhere. The guy had a hard week. Don't you judge I love the fact that we're supposed to believe in this, that like we're supposed to look at Cole and see that he's been promoted to the temporary manager of a grocery store and say, oh, that kid's going places. Yeah, that's who you want to be with. He's that not friend zoned anymore. Yeah, exactly. What's up? 
He's driving around a Subaru in a few years. You know what I'm saying, guys? He's going to go home and masturbate to this rejection right. a little later. <laughs> mm, she didn't even look at me. Uh, so then he has this oh moment. Oh, God, I'm going to come on my own glasses. <laughs> oh, he's doing the plow. Again. I get it. Uh, <laughs> he's got a name for it. Uh I always thought it was the position that could yeah. not be named. And by the way, he fucking, he prays for the stroke victim. What the fuck? Un- unbelievable. Yeah, thanks. That's perfect. Because uh, God was having a ton of trouble understanding my stroke victim dad with all the aphasia. <laughs> I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. I wrote, I'm going to pray for him. And I wrote, Heath, how you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> it is in the Google Doc. No, that's good. Yeah, he's really hard to understand when he prays. So good. Yeah, you pray for him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> At this point in the movie, I was getting mad at the little red line on Netflix that told me there was still 40 fucking one minutes of this. Oh, I was like, yeah. you've got to be fucking kidding me. <sighs> and then he says, uh, yeah, before I go to sleep every night, I pray for you. I've been praying for you a lot. Yeah. Into yeah, a tube sock. That fucking fat lot of good. It's I got a whole sock full of praying for you. I pray for you into a tube sock every night. Right. And then we cut to Mike, who's got his photos and... Yeah, he's writing letters to his rape baby. Right, and Cecil's, <laughs> Cecil's like, of course. Dear you- rape baby. Hope <laughs> <laughs> one day you'll be able to understand the, the situation your mother and I were in. Being when a I father were- can be a difficult challenge when you're locked up in prison for raping your... Oh, wait, I know that's maybe not the way to start this. Uh, it's it's like they're setting up a sitcom about a family of rape and their wacky hijinks. Yeah. I will watch that. Pure Flix original series right there. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a rapist, and she's a single mother just trying to get by. This week on Rape Baby. Can they get along in the city? How I raped your mother. How- oh, you beat uh- me to it. You beat me <laughs> Kids, I'm going to tell you a really, really fucked up story. It's the name of of this podcast right there. Right. your mother. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Can I go Uh, home? Yeah, I'm going to quit eventually. Are we done now or what? No, much like this movie, you will give birth to this baby. (laughs) You will give birth to this episode. Is there is there any way I could tag in Thomas from Thomas in the Bible or something? If I just push back a little, can you finish earlier? Because I'm... I can't do this much longer. I'm getting I've sore. Been, oh, I've been waiting for someone to ask me that my whole life. Bro. So now we have to go back and have dinner with the whites again. Again, they're having fucking Caligula's meal here or something. <laughs> fucking trying to fatten up Elvis with this goddamn dinner thing. But, and, uh, of course, Joey's back to disappoint with dad. Uh, his dad with all the gay DJing. They have a salad bowl you could dive in. Yes, it's yes. So you could scooch big duck your way through the goddamn salad. Yes. Also, Whoa. the dad's being really mean to Joey about him being a DJ. And I wrote in my notes, yeah. this movie wants me to like her dad less than I like her rapist. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is also where dad finds out that she's been visiting the rape daddy. And I think the message of this movie at this point, I think, is rape can be awesome if you do it right. But <laughs> oh my God. but occasionally it'll please, cause problems Jack, with your please. family. <laughs> Minor drawbacks. Yeah. Yeah. The problems yeah, with rape are the reactions it. of your family to it. Tends to be. Yeah, and exactly. the dad's just like jealous of the rape baby. He's like, that little bastard, he's using my tools. He doesn't put him back where the outlines go. He fucking, he hasn't, he hasn't fixed the fucking sprinkler system yet, the little shit. Get a job, Arthur, what the fuck? He drank most of the milk, there's just a dribble at the bottom and then he puts it back in the fucking fridge. <laughs> 
<laughs> this at this at this point though, this at this point is her, is her lowest point. She gets kicked out of her house by her parents, mm-hmm. right? Because her, her dad flips his shit, and he actually says the word "rape baby" right. in this in this yeah. little diatribe. Mm-hmm. He says "rape baby," yep. And he's and he flips his shit, and he says "fucking get the fuck out." You got five minutes to leave. <laughs> and at this point, I realize her story is like the story of Job, right? Like there's all this working all the way through where she, you know, she gets raped and she has this awful time and she's trying to, she keeps on trying to be good. She keeps on trying to believe in God and, and her life is just in a shambles. But as long as she remains faithful, everything will be good. But it's like the story of Job, but with more rape. So it's more like a hand Job or, <laughs> or, or, or like, or like a blow Job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So and also, yeah, I way, thought that was funny. <laughs> Fuck you, guys. <laughs> Fuck you. Fucking blow job is blow gold. Job. It's oh, fucking no, no. gold. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, root, we're gonna move in a bunch of laughter like David Smalley does in in post. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I fucking I quit. That's it. I fucking blow job is gold. <laughs> I'm not turning down a blow job. No, you know. No, well, I worked like five minutes on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I want to point out that, like, while we're in the middle of the dad freaking out scene, we're also cutting back and forth to the prison because that this movie won't stay on any one scene until it's over. Right. And we have this moment where Cecil's giving him some wisdom, right? And he says, you know, like, basically he says, you know, hey, rape is just how God works sometimes, you know? <laughs> have you read the New Testament? Because that's pretty much the start. Yeah. Yeah, rape's a, rape's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Heath. Oh, no one would have thought of that. Oh, oh, Heath. I think that's the moral of the movie. Oh, so funny. <laughs> Fuck you guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Speaking I'm not even no. saying anything anymore. I'm just going to say it. I won't even laugh at your t- jokes. No, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna At the very least, I'm going to use it for a great transition here, too, because in the very next scene, it's another one of those, like, he's sitting with the, the, the girl talking in the prison, and the opening line is, he's looking at a picture, and he's asking if she can enlarge it, but the way he starts the sentence is, do you think you could maybe blow... And I did not expect that to end with this up for me. Yeah. But, oh. uh, he just fits his dick through one of those little holes. <laughs> this is what Jesus would do. <laughs> this is so us talking through a wall, riot siren in the background. We're connected by God. So this is us. so us. This is so us. <laughs> Oh, and why is that siren going off, by the way? Because Brother Tyler killed Cecil while he was pissing to upset his nephew, who's the guy that didn't pay for the wedding cake. Yeah. So they kill, um, they kill Cecil, but they kill Poor Cecil. They kill Cecil in a way that makes no fucking sense. They wrap a towel around his neck, then they stab him with the magic shivs. The, all the shivs in this movie are magic. They stab you once in the stomach and you die instantly. And you die. No, they're coated with biocane powder. Yeah. Oh, is that serious, dangerous stuff? Exactly. It's like the fucking blades from Dune in this goddamn. Also, movie. that would that would never hurt Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, There's saying, no, no way. There's no. not a fucking way. You wouldn't. You, you need, need a, a lance sword. Yeah. They can tell how old Stephen Baldwin is by the harpoons in his spine. <laughs> there's like there's like two Ahabs tied to his side. At this point. <laughs> Plus, they, they the audio engineer pays a tremendous amount of time uh, attention to the pissing sound in yeah. that death scene. He totally yes. does because like, it's like it's like it's fucking tinkle tinkle little star there for like ten minutes. Just right. a flash cut to that sound engineer being like, "No, you have to pee on my chest again. We didn't get it." <laughs> I'm tired of drinking this Gatorade, man. Are you sure you're recording? Yeah, go. 
<laughs> yeah, go. Actually, get it on my neck because my neck is my neck is where the mic is. That's that's where it's the most resonant. <laughs> so then she says. She says, anything else I can get for you? And he doesn't say pictures of your snatch, which, you know. Right. I thought for sure he's going to be like, just rub it a little through your jeans. Yeah, exactly. Just a little. Just can you it. breastfeed right here? <laughs> that kid looks hungry anyway. I'll take anything I can get. So he leaves the visit with her, and this is where he's got to find out that Cecil was killed. Him and Cecil are buddies, of course. But the, he finds out from Manny. I have a clip of that. Who has to sit wanted. there and I fuck him for a good three minutes before he talks. Yeah. It would, like everyone else who has a conversation in prison. That's how you talk in prison is you I fuck for three minutes and then you get to the Again, point. that's because this actor 12 minutes before had been shooting a scene where someone was balls deep in his throat. So he was unaware of how to transition into normal moving. <laughs> he was also used to looking up a lot. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> All of the so. outtakes of this movie are Manny going, so... Does he start sucking my dick now? When does he start? You guys, we gotta stop shoot. We gotta shoot on alternate days so that I'm like Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. Rape is good. You know, I'll give it a little line going. He's pissed off that there's no pineapple at the craft service. (laughs) Right. It's all garlic over here. Come on, the guy's gonna be super pissed when I jizz in his mouth. Oh shit! I'm sorry. Are we ready for another Christian music montage? Greek here? chicken. This is horrible. Greek chicken. It's Greek chicken and asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! I'm just gonna throw a landfill on the guy. <laughs> or Stephen Baldwin should rub two turds on him. <laughs> he was in that porn last week. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, guys, Stephen Baldwin thought the cum on my face was mayo, and he cleaned me up. So I don't need hair or makeup. <laughs> makeup. So, that was salty. Now- Oh, the yucky no no. Oh man. Oh my god. So now the good news here is at this point in the movie, Michael is reading the Bible, which means. We're getting close. He's We're paging getting close, through y'all. the Bible. Yeah, I the don't rapist know if he's is reading, reading the Bible. It, it reading in quotes here. Right, <laughs> let's, right. let's, let's, a, let's not say this man has the power of reading. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. He, he gets the letter from, from Julie and it's like, yeah, dear rapist. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the Bible's not 100% clear on their, their rape stance, but I think you might want to look at a few of these passages. Just well, check them out. Oh, you know, right. some are pro, some are con. <laughs> weigh it. You want to weigh it. <laughs> I think you owe my dad like 50 silver pieces. I don't know. It's context. It's important. Yeah. I, I also like, she says like, I marked a couple places you can start reading because you just don't want to start from the, I also ripped out Revelation, all the major prophets, Joshua and everything from the Pentateuch after the plagues. But, uh, other than that, I think you'll be good. Okay. <laughs> just read the highlighted parts. Stay on the line! She, just, stay, she so, just hands him like four pages of Ecclesiastes and she's like, right. this is what you can read that doesn't make you feel better about what you did. <laughs> I got that in John 316 for you. But the, but the voiceover, of course, is her in the Bible, and it's the, um, the, I, I believe this one's from Corinthians too, where it's the blessed are the people who get their heads chopped off for Jesus passage. Right. So, like, but they're, in, like, I guess they're interpreting it as blessed are the people who get put in jail for raping people. Yeah. They're pretty yeah, much it's, the it's same. totally feel better about being in jail for terrible shit you've done, and you're just like, well, wait a minute. Maybe he shouldn't feel better about this. Like, right. oh, forget. Like, like, well, I, I have a, I had such a hard time with this idea of like, 
Well, wait a minute. Let's let's make the rapist feel good. Like, what yeah. if he what if he felt like totes guilty about it? Man, yeah, that would be that. nice. There is one Man. moment of guilt in this movie where he feels guilty, where he's talking to Cecil and he goes, "This is the worst thing I've ever done, but it's also the most beautiful." That's it. That is the only yeah. remorse this rapist ever shows in this fucking movie. Right. Everything that else shit in the makes film makes me crazy. Everything else in the film is like, "Hey, hey." You're being kind of mean to him, Stephen Baldwin. All he did was rape a lady. <laughs> He's over there getting bullied by crazy eyes. He's our protagonist. We should be rooting for him. Oh, my God. So, like, and of course, he's found out now that it was uh, Mr. Clean that killed... Uh, um, Cecil, and he's like, what are we gonna do? And they're like, well, don't do anything. But of course, he can't hold himself back. So then when he's in the prison yard or whatever, and he sees him. They have a 95 minute fight scene. And, <laughs> but, but, but there are never more than two hits between cuts. No. <laughs> so it was a 95 minute, it took about seven years to film this fucking thing. That's cause all the actors are so fucking overweight and out yes! of shape, they were fucking right. gassed yeah. immediately. This Except like- Manny who pulls the little reverse roundhouse. That was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, this was this was an interesting uh, fight scene. Yeah, I definitely saw a dragon punch, a hurricane kick, maybe a song <laughs> yeah. boom. But uh, it was also interesting because I guess this is um, Holy this okay. one of those. Uh, <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. This, this is one of those boutique jails. They have like six black guys, six Latino guys, and six Nazis, and eighteen guards. It's a great faculty to student ratio at this jail. It's like an Ivy yeah. League jail. Oh wait, and then there's also Fatty Fat, who's not in any. He's not in any gang. <laughs> right. He's yeah. just in the corner getting his ass beat right. by yeah, someone. Exactly. He's, he always gets pe- yeah. picked last for gangs. It's really sad. <laughs> he gets picked last for gangs. <laughs> I have a theory that this movie was created because there was a Christian stage combat class that everyone, <laughs> including Stephen Baldwin, took, and this movie was their year-end project. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But during the fight, uh, uh, Mike gets stabbed, Manny comes to his defense, and, you know, whatever, and shit hits the fan. But that's, that's that scene. And of course, then we cut to Julie coming to see him, but he can't be seen because he's all stabbed and the guard doesn't know why. <laughs> and she gives him this look like, you know, this is not the only prison in town, sir. I will go see a rapist down at fucking this other facility over at Rikers. What she doesn't realize is he's a state employee and he doesn't give no fucks. Right. He's yeah, just like, exactly. whatever, man. I'm fucking as surly as the postal workers. Leave right. me the fuck alone. <laughs> sir, you are talking your way to a one-star Yelp review, okay? I want to visit my rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Would not recommend rude staff. I'm Would using that in the yeah, future. Exactly. I'm using that. I'm using that from now on. I'm just gonna walk up to people. <laughs> One star, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> So when she gets rejected at the prison, now she goes to Cole because he's the only other paid actor in the film she's not related to (laughs) and has this like, compliment me, I have psychological issues and I'm only allowed to use Jesus moment. Right. And that's when it occurred to me, like the, the, the real dig in this fucking movie is that at no point in this movie does she get psychological fucking counseling. That's what I wrote. I wrote, Julie is obviously dealing with trauma and needs therapy. And everyone yeah. in the movie is like, buck up there, Julie. What are you, what are you doing? Cut it out. <laughs> yeah, <get some> more <laughs> Jesus. You're kind of being a bitch. Well, the only time anyone ever says anything about her needing help is when the dad's kicking her out of the house and they have a long string of terrible things to say to her. You're rape, baby. You suck. Blah, blah, blah. Get out of my house. You need psychological counseling. Well, but that, no, that no, hey, hey, which one doesn't belong? Which one doesn't belong? <laughs> right. Rape, rape, baby. Which one's good <laughs> advice? <laughs> you need psychological counseling, which I will not provide. My sprinklers are in need of repair. 
I cannot prioritize. How do you think I fucking I got to work six jobs just to fill this goddamn salad bowl, kids? <laughs> 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 so now I also want to point out this because we cut back to the grocery store where uh, Cole takes her in the back to have a little heart to heart in the break room. And she's like clearly breaking down and shit. And, and Cole's basically giving her the Christian equivalent of like, look, I definitely want to fuck you, but not when you're all psycho and weepy like this. So <laughs> and, and this is also where Cole basically uh, sells her on the rapist because he's not very confident. He's like, listen, I no, I'm not the coolest guy, and this this rapist clearly has a lot to offer, but maybe the answer's <laughs> right in front of you. Maybe the answer... Do you well, love the rapist? And Julie's like, oh, I um, feel like you want me to say no? Yes. <laughs> no. Pass. Pass. I pass. Well, I also yes. love the way this scene wraps is when he's like, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, I got to go get back to work. I mean, I know you're a traumatized and unstable person with no support structure who seems suicidal and has no home but those kumquats aren't going to miss themselves so uh got important shit to do I gotta clean out the dairy cooler bitch what yeah, the fuck? So, just cry it out I'll be back later and if you're passed out we'll have sex I'm sorry if I don't go out there people are going to take milk from the back and then it's just going to be a <laughs> I, I rotate the stock in this scene. He goes, uh, we need to start something healthy. And I wanted her to go, you mean like you rape me? <laughs> Cause I'm pretty fertile. I don't know if you knew. Um, I want to talk though about the, ba- the, the, the title of this movie, right? At this point, we find out that she doesn't really love that guy and that she never really loved that right. guy. She just wanted for him to forgive. Him. So the title of this movie. Loving the bad man is not mm-hmm. about the guy in prison. I think it's about God. I think loving <laughs> right. the bad man is about loving God. <laughs> I just blew Tom's mind. <laughs> Tom's standing, Tom's like, oh, oh three, no. That's, three hours right. and four shots of bourbon of this recording. And he's like, I don't know, guys. They just, the Bible's starting to make sense because it's not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You guys ever really think about Little Mermaid? I mean, really. (laughs) So we also get this sequence where Mike and Manny are flirting and Mike's talking about how biblical he is now. And he has this line where he's like, oh, but, you know, when I read this, I don't want to hurt anyone anymore. Oh, my God. Except when I read the parts where it tells me to kill people and stuff. (laughs) Which is like half of the thing. Right, Right, yes. Except maybe I keep raping, because that turned out pretty great, man. He's he's in prison. That's the place for it. I think I'm ready for a big family. Maybe Arthur gets a rape sibling, or like a half sibling. Maybe I rape somebody else. Maybe I rape somebody else. This all worked out so well. It's hard to argue with these results. I don't don't know. Oh, my God. Fucking rape sibling. Jesus. You got a rapey little half-brother? That's a thing. Oh. Oh. So then, Joey, after he has his uh, bonding moment with Dad... Get, steals the car or has her steal the oh, car? You, you've, Cole. You, you've got the wrong character oh, there. Cole. Yes, Cole. Cole yeah. Is the, yeah, Cole. yeah, no, it's friend zone at this point. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 right, 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 exactly. Cole, like, but it tricks her into going home. She's like, what are we doing here? And he's like, I've got a surprise for you. It's the dad who kicked you out of the house for being raped. <laughs> <laughs> to which he says, listen, Julie, I know we haven't seen eye to eye. <laughs> eye to eye. <laughs> what do Christians think rape is? I think no one is I think they've heard that rape results in pregnancy, but they're like, they think it just means like, I don't know, when someone like pinches you with their knuckles, it's like a smurf. (laughs) And you go to jail for it because those things smart. So, so the family all hugs it out and they, they all put it behind them. And then we say happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. They go inside. 
And then we get what I thought was probably the craziest moment in the movie where she brings her dad. Yes. What to the meet what? her uh, rapist in prison. Yes. Uh, this scene makes no sense. No. I watched a scene and it's like, and she's like, I have a surprise for you. She's all coy about it. Like, right. Like, it's a nipple. You know what it's not yes. a nipple at all. It's like, I got a surprise for you. And it's like, here is my angry gorilla dad. And it's just like, it's, it's like, the man who would what? most like to kill you. And by the way, <laughs> the dad is completely fine after one sentence. The dad picks up the phone. And he's like, you son of a bitch. I'll murder you if I ever got the chance. And he's like, I'm real sorry for raping your daughter. And he's like, all right, you're, you can, you're good. It's someone cutting onions in here. <laughs> oh, you seem sad over there on that side. Can we, can we all just hug you? Look, I'm not a father, but you guys are. If someone raped your kid, how many sentences would they have to say before you completely forgave them? I feel like if somebody raped my kid and they were able to say a sentence, I've done my job wrong. Exactly. No shit. Like if, yes. If they were able to utter words, I'd be like, oh, I'm fucking, no, I did a bad clearly job. I was in another state. I'm not done. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, oh, you're still talking? We have work to do. I did a bad job. Yeah, and they they hang up for a second, and Julie takes the phone again. But then the rapist is like, "No, no, let me let me talk to him one more time." And we got we got one of the definitely a brand new movie sentence. Uh, Dad, it's for you. It's the rapist. He wants to talk to you again. <laughs> I don't think that's arguably it's the best use of that. She then apologizes to him. She's like, "Sorry, he's just super mad about you raping me, but like." <laughs> He'll come around. <laughs> it was very much like a meet the parents moment. It was like, you just gotta give him time to know you and love you the way I do. You should try raping him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, which leads us to the, oh god, it's about time, uh, conclusion of this film. Yeah. Which starts with Mike, he's in his, I guess he, I guess he took over Cecil's job once Cecil got killed, so now he's the head of the mechanics Nobody or whatever. Cecil's job. Come on. And Steven shows up with his goons, and I so wanted this thing to go West Side Story at this point, but it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, they, they he had goes- some banter though, yeah. Yeah, right. Instead <laughs> he's like, it's okay guys, Cecil's in heaven, so, you know. Right. I'm not that mad. And the guy who looks like one of those dress dolls that you squeeze it and its eyes pop out of its skull, <laughs> Brother Tyler, he comes in and he's basically like, hey, fatty fat, Michael. Michael's like, fatty fat, go go to the desk. Tell them someone's been killed. Tell them you don't know who. And I just want to imagine fatty walking up to the desk. Hi, um, officer, someone's been killed. I don't know who. Shut up, fatty fat. <laughs> It's like, you didn't stop to look. You're just like, huh, I guess that's just a corpse. No, I knew that if I didn't get to craft services before Steven, I wasn't going to be any. It's okay, Fatty Fat. Just go to the ice cream bar like you normally do. It's Taco Tuesday. I don't have time to find victims. I need to eat my weight in tacos. <laughs> just just go ahead and put your head under the Froyo dispenser and it'll be fine. Outrageous. Okay, now at this point, at this point, though, Stephen Baldwin, uh, fatty fat Baldwin, uh, looks, <laughs> looks at, he has this moment where he talks to, uh, talks to the main character and kind of explains what's going to happen. And what's going to happen is, is he's going to kill the gay AIDS infected Michael Stipe and he's going to, <laughs> and then he's going to kill, he's going to kill the main character. And, and what we have here is this, 
I think it's pretty racist, actually, because they're showing the white supremacists as sort of being these sort of noble criminals. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, uh-huh. we have this. We have this like, well, he's he's a killer and he's a white supremacist, but you know what? He's kind of got a good streak in him. Right. And the good streak <laughs> is he's gonna kill this other guy before he kills you. He'll let you watch this other guy wor- like squirm in death. Yeah, it's this weird scene where like that chunky beef brisket guy. He just like looks over and is like. <laughs> and then Brisket takes out the magic shiv yes. and fucking aces him one time in the stomach and the guy is just like, well, fucking real dead from that. What is? What did he yeah. hit? He fucking what is <laughs> it's a wand. He fucking whispers Avada Kedavra as he stabs him. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like Iron Man. He got the Iron Man, the, the, um, the, the shard goes into the heart there, I guess. <laughs> but, 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 but and the way, whole time, Stephen Baldwin doesn't even look left or right. He's like, I only look at the camera. But he does, it, but it, it wins but he does me to breathe look all heavy the yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. They stapled exactly. a Twinkie to Michael's forehead for this scene. <laughs> That's the only guy that needs a fucking CPAP machine walking around. Right. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this fun fact. From the waist down, Stephen is in an iron lung. <laughs> it's just making his intestines process all the fat. <laughs> He's just being squeezed <laughs> like a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> but, but by the way, before they stab Mr. Clean with AIDS, they have this like <laughs> biblical slam poetry rap battle yeah. in prison. <laughs> before they, he's like, "Oh, you're gonna get resurrected. You think you think you're Lazarus? Hazardous? Hap? Has you already said that one? Damn it! <laughs> All right, you got you went. Fuck. All right, you stab me. You can stab There's me. vomit on his sweater already. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck and was then, uh, any of that? <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Baldwin tells, Baldwin tells Mike right before he's gonna die, don't worry, Julie and your son are protected by Nazis. <laughs> so, nothing for you to worry don't about. Worry. It's gonna be this fine. This prison skinhead be, gang looks out for its own. Oh. Except for literally that guy we just stabbed. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want a flash montage of like little Arthur getting bullied at school and some skinhead comes over and shivs the kid who's doing it. Yeah, right. I know. Don't worry, you. kid. You're being watched for. Brother Tyler says hello. McQuaid says hello. I don't know who you are. Don't worry about it. Someone raped your mom. It's a long story. It's a long story. So now we cut to Julie and she's reading a letter from Rape Daddy that basically says, Dear Julie, I died because we had a tie this movie together somehow. The, the letter is four... I just want to point this out. The letter is four pages long, and each page is a sentence. Yes, yes. He's like, Dear Julie, turn the page. I am dead now. Turn the page. Hold on, I ran out of ink. He goes through like four pages. Uh, I, All right, I wanted to, while they were reading the letter, just to play sad trombones. Like, the whole time, like, wah, wah. <laughs> and she has this moment with her mom where she's like, that's a nice letter from my rapist, right? That's nice. <laughs> Also, the movie kind of cuts to black at that point, too, like in the middle of the letter, right? Oh, yeah. Well, because then it comes back up on literally the iDVD credits. Yes. I, uh, listen, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was right there with you. I fucking made IVD, IDVD yes. credits when, before. When my dad died, exactly I made like it. a montage thing, and yep. it was the exact exactly same format it. of the credits exactly of this movie. It. Yeah. When my cat died, I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, here's the thing, Cecil. I saw the movie after your cat died. Much more compelling than this one. <laughs> right. Well, there's no pro-rape in that I'm one. allergic to cats. This movie was Birth of a Nation with rape. That's what we just watched. 
it is it is the it is the christian it is sort of like a fucking christian rights wet dream though right oh like that, fucking the rape baby dodges the coat hanger yeah you know and the guy goes to jail and gets shanked too right like i mean like right. fucking yeah. like there's vengeance like it's vengeance galore throughout the uh-huh. whole movie the guy right at the letter at the guy writes a letter at the letter at the fucking end we like fucking jesus really loves me though yeah, <laughs> he's like, I didn't do too well in prison. My starfish <laughs> has been that. raw for about three months. All they needed months. was Cecil to be resurrected from the dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> he comes back white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they used to call me Cecil the Black, but now. <laughs> so fighting a Balrog, I love I got, it. So I got a smaller cock. How did that happen? What the fuck? <laughs> but I have more money. I've got four hundred one k now. Oh, oh it's, no! It's worth the trade off. So with good credit, I'm getting mortgages. <laughs> left and right awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i hesitate to ask but what was the moral of this story oh my god what Dude, the fuck? i thought about this this is some fucking thomas the tank engine confusing morals like you watch it just like <laughs> i don't know Did, is there a lot ring? of rape apology in thomas the tank engine? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that no 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 eli but there is a lot of white supremacy so. <laughs> okay <laughs> What's going on, Brother Thomas? <laughs> I notice you have some impure people on your caboose. I got, I got to kill the caboose here. Because here's the thing: like, I watch this and I'm thinking, like, like all, like the whole time, like even during the montage where she finds Jesus, I'm like, she could have slept through the night just fine if she'd aborted that baby. Yeah. Like the whole, the whole, like the moral right. of the story to me is like, well, if I could ever get raped, abort the baby because your life would have been way yeah, better. Get an abortion. Right. Get I, mean, work. I think I think we're just gonna get pregnant here just to have an abortion because it seems like it makes your life better generally. <laughs> this is the most pro-choice movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the moral of the story actually might be that um you know Jesus was the first child of rape, so you know maybe that's a good thing. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> maybe, exactly, uh, so pro-rape babies. Yeah, exactly. I think the moral is, is the, is the Christian right narrative though. It's, it's that, it's that you shouldn't abort no a matter baby. What. You yeah. shouldn't abort a baby, but it's perfectly fine for someone to die in a, in a horrible, <laughs> horrible way at any point, especially if they deserve it. Three yeah. murders yeah, exactly. are inconsequential as long as you yeah. don't kill. Adult murders, adult murders are totally fine. Right. Meaning right. Baby murders. Right. Totally bad. As long as you don't take a pill so you can poop out that cum in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely an every sperm is sacred kind of theme sure. underlying this entire fucking movie. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Now, as you guys might know, we don't do like thumbs up, thumbs down type ratings on this show because I'm going to be oh, damned God, if I'm ever going to put something I used to rate this movie into my own asshole. So instead, we opt for rating by analogy. So rather than asking you how many stars you'd give this flick or something like that, I want to transport you to a magical realm where Loving the Bad Man won an Oscar in 2011 in a brand new Oscar category. And then I want to ask you, what was that category? Heath. Wow. All right. Okay. Um. Well, I want to say best cinematography, but Noah made some some decent points about the flaws there. <laughs> and um I don't think there's an award for best first date movie, so that won't be it. So, uh, it's, a, it's a new category. Um, it's a brand new category. It could be that. All right. All right. All right. Cecil. Well, I, want, I'm, I think they're going to create a brand new category, and it's how far you can fit the Oscar up a, up a Christian virgin. I think that is. <laughs> 
and well, you have to, you have to, you have to do it. It's non-consensual too. <laughs> right, right, obviously, yeah. and you have to yeah. have C three PO went at the end. One I volunteered trip, and she and she she's gonna she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna go visit that Oscar trophy in jail <laughs> right, later on. Volunteers, yeah. So <laughs> she said, she, that's what she's he said. visiting the trophy case. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh my God! I brought you these cookies. <laughs> I brought you this Bible. I can set you on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Eli, brand new Oscar category for this film? Uh, yes, you- uh, movie most likely to get you uh, convicted of manslaughter in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> I think they already have that category, but okay, well, we'll pretend that's a new one for the sake of the question. And finally, Tom, what which uh, category do you think this one is well, eligible I've, for? I, I think this is the best non-consensual score because the music alone felt like being raped. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly there might have been like best non-consensual actor in there too because I have a sneaking suspicion a couple of times Stephen Baldwin was just like actually in prison yeah. and uh, they just had him in it they just, were shooting yeah. here anyway you want to be in a movie no <laughs> <laughs> they just had they just had a bunch of they just had a bunch of chicken wings on fishing lines all around him to keep him in the general area. <laughs> I'm trying to leave. I can't just leave. A, just a trail of Boston Market chickens leading to the set. <laughs> a string of Reese's pieces. Oh God, Stephen Baldwin's gonna beat my ass if I ever meet that guy. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. Really? Climb a set of stairs, you'll be fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> come here, Steven. Come give it to me. You co- you come down here. You come down here. The thing is, is I don't think he could ever grab me because he's so greasy. It just slipped right out. It's just like there's no way he could touch me. You just throw your wallet on the ground and step on the other side. He's like, I can't get over that. I can't get over that. <laughs> Steven, what's on your hand? <laughs> it's not breakfast. It's always breakfast somewhere. You're lucky it's just on my hands. Well, Tom, Cecil, I got to say, I, I really appreciate you being part of the festivities tonight, and I hope that nothing worse than this movie happens to you guys in 2016. So. Oh, man. God. This has been... I just want to say this has been the most fun I've had podcasting in a very long time. Oh my God. Thank you for having us on. We really do appreciate it. I don't ever want you to air this episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Ever. I mean, really, ever, ever. This is going straight to the deep web. Yeah. yeah. Send it right to Jared. <laughs> yeah, this is just in Jared's hard drive. This episode is why we can never be in politics. Yeah, right, right. And uh, right before this episode, you had a chance. Dog there, catcher man. was you in my in my grasp, chance. motherfucker. <laughs> was... You know what's so fantastic? There's some secular students right now who obviously just heard about the fundraiser who are going to tune into both of our podcasts to be like, "Wow, how great! These guys raised a bunch of money." Oh my god! All I gotta say, all I have to Get say, hey, Eli, back. all I have to say to those secular students is, prepare your anus. That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you owe us. We're getting saying. our twelve thousand worth here now, okay. damn it. All right, guys, and very quickly before we let you go, uh, if our listeners wanted to hear more from you and they haven't checked out your show yet, where should they go? Uh dissonancepod.com. You can find all the stuff about us there. Awesome, which will of course be linked on the show notes. Thank you once again. Thanks, Thanks guys. for having us, man. And while that does it for our review of Loving the Bad Man, that isn't gonna quite do it for the episode just yet, since we still need to get you all wet with anticipation over next week's show. So Eli, tell us what's on deck. Heaven's door. Seems like this should be at least a nice change of pace from uh, from loving the bad man in that it is not 
loving the bad man. I'm I, I actually excited about this. One. I went through the movie list and I was like, we need something fun. Let's get a fun one. I was like, no dead people, no rapes. I just want a nice, magical little girl with heavenly healing powers. Well, it, it is a dead grandpa, kind of at the uh, at the center of it. But yeah, grandpas are supposed to be dead. So yeah, just looked up the movie consensual on Google. And this was the only one that came out. So that's why yeah, right. Christian movie consensual is the only one that pops up. It's the only single Google result you can get at this point in history. <laughs> Yet another film in the tired little girl gets magical heaven healing powers from her dead grandpa genre. But you know what? Hey, after this week, I'll take it. So I guess with all that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 19 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Tom and Cecil for suffering alongside us tonight. And of course, an equally huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful. That's patreon.com slash godawful. And thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, back after the new year. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Please don't sue us. Julie was gang-raped during her mission work and now spends her time visiting all 12 of her rapists in rotation. Joey, Julie's brother, is currently a DJ at Club Stuffhole in the village. He has not been not covered in foam for over a year. Ed, Julie's dad, kicked his wife out of the house for being murdered and was eventually killed himself in a freak sprinkler accident. McQuaid eventually covered himself in the number eight so thoroughly that he confused himself for a black man and stabbed himself to death in prison. No, no.